Verses in here too? Yeah, what? Oh, okay. I was just <laughs> sorry. I was trying to adjust my headphones because my thing's not working. One at uh, one side's not working. It is the producer Michelle podcast. <laughs> it's Friday, people. That means you get to listen to us. It's episode fourteen. Can you believe we've done fourteen of these? No, no, <laughs> that's pretty quick. Well, it's it, it, it's going by quick. Is that I, did I accidentally be insulting? No. Oh, okay. That's because I'm fun. Right. I am. I'm fun. It's Friday. Thank God. It, I needed this week to end. Why? Just because there's just a bunch of stuff going on. I don't know why this week was a little bit hard. I think it started this week because I was re- in a really bad mood at the beginning of this week because it was, you know, visitor time. Oh, you have family coming? No. Oh. Your friend came to visit from yeah. high school? Yeah, <laughs> friend came to visit. <laughs> and I don't know why it was just real bad this time. I was in a terrible mood i i had to apologize to my husband Can, i don't know if honey. this i'm so curious because my wife for the first time i've been with her for almost 20 years and for the first time she said to me i which by the way uh michelle totally called it she said just by being in close proximity <laughs> if that's correct that she would affect my wife cycle who doesn't come within a mile of this building ever <laughs> By osmosis. Yeah, you have uh, affected her secular nature. And um, (laughs) she said to me, she she said to me, she goes, she was in a bad mood. She goes, I think it's just hormones. And those words have never fallen out of her mouth. Now, I'm not so misogynistic to say that that doesn't happen. Oh, it happens. But yeah, right. But I just feel like, how? Like, it's such a weird. I don't know, but it's, it's, it's so, it's the dumbest things will get me in certain moods around that time. And, and it is, it's weird. Like it, women's bodies are just a plethora of just like stuff going on inside here, here. all the time. There's like fights of wars going on <laughs> inside our bodies. And so something that normally wouldn't affect us around that time will totally affect us. And I, I, I like I said, I had to apologize to my husband because I was in such a bad mood this week because I wish everything bothered me. Everything about him bothered me. All the stuff, the all the stuff that I love about my husband on a normal day, every one of those things bothered me <laughs> earlier this week, and I felt so bad. Well, my dumb man brain wants to say that it's because you're uncomfortable. Oh yeah, and that's what causes it. You're but- uncomfortable. You don't feel good. You're in pain. So is that is that uh, the fact that you're bleeding for seven days straight right. and you don't die is like I know this is horrible. It's a it's, terrible thing to talk about. I know, but I'm so know, curious, and it's only on the internet, and that's why I feel <laughs> you like gotta look it up in the middle of the night. But is that a way of describing hormones? Because what I hear yeah. is that the blood chemistry is changing and it just it makes totally, you cranky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and I don't understand how that helps. Whether you believe in intelligent design or <laughs> evolution, I don't know what is the benefit of that. I don't know what the benefit of it is either. And I hear it gets worse like when you get pregnant, your hormones are even more crazy. And my sister described to me how it was when she was pregnant. It was just uh, she was an emotional roller coaster the entire time that she was pregnant. And 
I only feel that way a couple of days a month. Jesus, <laughs> so I can't imagine what it's like. But then there are women who have these great pregnancies and they just love it. Oh, I'm so happy to be pregnant. See, that's the problem. I've been raised by and around women who were not affected yeah. by any of that stuff. So hormones is like, I, I know it's not true, but in my mind, if I'm being honest, I kind of like, that's a cop out just to be it nasty. Could, it could be. Yeah. It might it might exactly be. I mean, we're just still mad you over know, the whole thing. Good for you guys for over coming the, up with it. Over the whole apple. Best urban legend ever. You know, I swear, don't ask me to get you an apple. Get your own apple. Is that your husband asked you to get him an apple? No, it's the whole Adam and Eve thing. Oh, it's got the whole it. reason why we were like Yeah, you got that all cursed wrong. with this in the first place. Maybe they maybe, you know how they take you into separate rooms when you're in elementary school? Maybe that's what they did in uh, your Catholicism act, class. That is the act that caused us to be cursed with this our entire lives is us having to get up and go get the apple for the husband who didn't feel like eating a banana today or a salad and so <laughs> go get us an apple and we had to go get it. See, the way I remember that, I feel like you're making this up. Because the way I remember the story (laughs) is that the woman tricked Adam into going to get the apple. No, the snake tricked us into taking the apple Mm. to bring back as good wives to our husband because we we wanted them to be nourished well and we wanted to support our man. And you got us in trouble. So you have to walk around. You know, with the the thing that you got to walk around with all the time. I don't know how you guys walk around with that thing. What's the... Th- oh. Yeah. I don't know how you walk around like that. Because it's an appendage? Yes. Man, this podcast is really off and running. <laughs> and then we get cursed with this other thing for however many years of our lives. From the time... Let's see. Time... Let's see. I was uh, 11 from the time that I was almost 12 years old, right? Mm-hmm. Until God knows when it's going to stop. <laughs> So, or until I get my uterus removed. <laughs> the, lady, the, the, the change happens. Exactly. Okay, anyway. I think I found it. It says, Adam is told that he could till the ground and eat freely of all the trees in the garden, except, except for a tree of knowledge of good apple. and evil. Subsequently, Eve is created from one of Adam's ribs to be Adam's companion. Which However, I think is BS. A, <laughs> pretty sure that's blasphemous. <laughs> However, a serpent deceives Eve into mm-hmm. eating fruit from the forbidden tree. Not Adam. But nobody says, the little part that nobody says is that Adam was hungry and he wanted the I apple. You that you got I am me to so that. tired now of I, eating oh, lettuce cool. every day and oranges and apples and, and, and uh, bananas. I want an apple, bitch. Go get it. And she goes and gets it. Listen, we've had this argument before. You're never going to agree with me. I'm right. Just, just so you know. Up until this moment right here, when you were really driving that point, you sold it so well. I was I was buying the horse shit. Yeah, I was. You are. I was like, oh okay. Still gonna buy to it. the point where I Googled it, not even to be like, <laughs> not even, but to be like, no, Just I think is I, she right? I think I'm right. Yes. <laughs> And I'm still right because they don't tell you the whole story. Solid point. I'm just letting you know. They only have so many words. Exactly. It's the Bible. <laughs> and and remember this. Remember this part about the Bible. Okay. It was written by men. Yeah. And men are going to leave that part out, saying we were we decided we were hungry and we wanted an apple, so we sent Eve to go get it. They're going to leave that out. I said it to a friend of mine who is religious, where I said that <laughs> I go. I quick question: If man is made to err, right? right? I said then, and men were the ones who put pen to paper in the Bible. Wouldn't it be likely that they would drop some screw ups in there? There's probably a few mistakes. And I felt horrible because I was genuinely just kind of like curiously asking, and I kind of I think I kind of. Not blew his mind as in like, well, screw my faith, but just kind of like, 
Uh, I never thought about that yeah, before. Exactly. <laughs> Believe me, when you go when you go to maybe that's why people cherry pick. Yeah, when you go to religion, like when when I was a kid, I, they used to go to religion class every week, twice a week, and my mom would drop me off. And they don't tell you. I mean, they don't tell you. They don't remind you that that Jesus or God. They didn't write the Bible. Somebody else wrote it. A bunch of other guys wrote it, and nobody says there could have been. Hey, maybe something got lost in translation. Right? <laughs> but when you get older. And uh, you go to confession as often as I did. You start to think that some of the stuff is BS. <laughs> While we're on the subject, then can I ask what was the what was the first time you went to confession? Like, how old were you? Well, we had to go before our, our first Holy Communion. I think we, in order to go to, to get to the get communion. communion, we had to go to confession. And how old is and that? I, I want to say I was nine. And what did Eight you? Or nine, I can think? I know what you confessed to doing at nine? Is that part I of the think, thing? I think. Well, at that age, it was probably lying to my parents or lying to my teacher. So that was probably the worst thing: was lying, maybe playing doctor with the boy next door. Yeah, I don't know. Now <laughs> but it was. I, <laughs> it was probably lying. But believe me, I was a <laughs> regular. I was a regular. <laughs> Not sure what that means. <laughs> a regular attendee at confession. Uh, you, after the fact? After the fact. Turn off the lights. <laughs> well, right. he had a stethoscope. That was father. not right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was a regular attendee at confession to the point where there would be there'd be usually a line of people waiting to go in because there's only so many confession booths. And I remember being in there once for so long that I came out and my friend was like, what the hell did you do? <laughs> like I had a long list. That's awesome. I had a long list this week. I like the idea that I just now am realizing that the the past preacher, pa- father, mm-hmm. priest, the priest, pastor, mm-hmm. all yeah. of those. Well, I think it's the priest for us. One of us is an atheist. <laughs> uh, doesn't know the terms. My jingle. Priests are, yeah. It's different than a therapist in that mm-hmm. you could go there, but there is no time limit. He can't in the booth go, okay, well, that's our time for today. No, and yeah, the they don't usually, to... yeah, they don't, they don't so, have a timer on the booth. Like you don't set one when you go in and hear the ding and be like, okay, that's enough for today. What would be a fair over underestimate on the amount of time that you spent in confessional on the day that you came out and your friend <sighs> was like, what did you do? It had to be at least 15 minutes, at least. And I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but it's a lot when you're kneeling for a, yeah, in a booth. For a confessional. Yeah. And it, and it is a lot when you hear, because you don't see the priest, because you're sitting in a booth and he's sitting in his booth and then there's this little screen kind of between you and you're... You kneeling down and you're saying, "Bless me, Father, for I have sinned." You know, and then you start going into, "Here's what I've done that you should know about that you, that I want you to give me absolution for." And every once in a while, you know that you've got kind of a wussy priest when you say something and they go, <laughs> "Oh my!" <laughs> Which I remember hearing a lot of when I was a kid, and I wasn't that bad of a kid either. It's just you know, I was just worse I, than the others. I was mouthy, and you know, I. I was sexual at an earlier age than most kids. Yeah. Um. So all that stuff is stuff I had to confess when I went in because that's what we were taught to do as Catholics. You must confess. And I think the the did you feel absolved when like no matter what you did, did you, you walk away with a clean conscience? You don't feel absolved until you do what the priest tells you to do, which is usually I think the most that I had to do to receive absolution was when you leave the booth. You know, he gives you an assignment. Basically, he basically says, okay. For your absolution, you have to say uh, 20 Hail Marys and three All Fathers and a Glory Be or whatever 
an act of contrition. And then you go, you leave the booth and you go into a pew or whatever and you sit there and you do your prayers or you do the rosary. I think one time I got the whole rosary, which is a lot. Uh, <laughs> What's a roll rosary? A rosary? The whole rosary. I had to say the whole rosary. You ever see a rosary? Yeah. Okay, so the rosary is like, I think they're 10... Uh, ten Hail Marys, and then uh, I think there's a glory. Oh, so each break in the beads is a it is leads a prayer, to a different prayer. Is a prayer. Okay. And I think one time for absolution, I had to say the entire rosary, which was a lot. That's like fifty Hail Mary, forty or fifty Hail Marys. Yeah, it was. Uh, I want to know what you did to get that, but I feel like it's none of my business. <laughs> it's not, and okay. I received absolution from God. So you're fine. So I'm fine. Okay. <laughs> Let's stop talking about periods and Catholicism. <laughs> but by the way, our new title. <laughs> That's the title of the podcast this yes. week, Periods and Catholicism. Crushed it. Yeah. All right, so I want to talk a little bit about CrossFit. Oh, I thought you were done. I'm done with the six weeks. I did the six-week challenge, which was really hard. I had to go three times a week for six weeks and start learning about CrossFit. The reason why I want to talk about CrossFit today – so anyway, I'm let me – Get my mind around this. <laughs> so I'm done with the six weeks, and I decided to continue because I really like this place, and I like the trainers. So my goal now is to try to go four days a week, and today will be day three, and hopefully I'll get my ass up tomorrow and go for the fourth or on Sunday. Um, and the reason why I want to talk about CrossFit today is because I learned some new terms. Oh, boy. Yeah. So, okay, here we go. You want to hear some of the new terms? I is so smart. Like, I is kind. I is important. I, <laughs> I wish... I wish that was the motto of CrossFit. It's not. But I learned about a um, the unofficial mascot of a CrossFit, and his name is Pukey the Clown. <laughs> I'm so glad it went there. Yeah. it's it, He's an unofficial mas- mascot. He symbolizes what happens when athletes pit- push a bit too hard for their own good. And I learned about that because I pushed myself a little too hard Uh-oh. and I threw up in the parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> Turn off the light. Pukey the Clown. Um, and then I heard, I uh, learned about a double under. Now this, okay, when you jump rope, you know, you jump rope like normal people. Well, a double under is when you're jumping rope, but but in every jump, the rope goes under your feet twice. Oh. So instead of just doing a single, you do it twice. It's a double under. Um, that's hard. It's really hard to do, just so you know. A single under is hard for this guy. Well, single under, I'm doing pretty good at. Okay. I'm good. Um, then there's something called uh, knees to elbows. And this is, okay, this is when you hang from a pull-up bar, right? You just hang there. You're holding on to a bar. So your feet are off the ground. You hang there. And then you shoot your knees up towards your torso until the elbows and the knees touch, which I'm starting to try to do these. And right now I can just get basically <laughs> my knees up about three inches. And they're very hard. It's hard to just hang there. If you're not used to hanging on a bar, that's hard. That's Did you really ever do really that hard. in elementary school, though? Yes. So I used to do the monkey bars all the time. Yeah. And then I would go to the park with my kids. And a couple of weeks ago, I tried to, I just did it. But then it hurt. It hurts a lot. I'm like, what the hell's the matter with me? I used to just fly through these. That's because you were a kid. That's, remember what I said a couple, a couple of podcasts ago that CrossFit is basically everything you did as an elementary yeah. school kid? Uh, and, and it's bringing it all back, but then it's bringing it all back, and you're realizing how the hell did I do this when I was a kid? Like how did I how did I hold on to a bar and even do a pull up? Because I can't do a pull up right now. I mean, I I can do it with the assistance of a band. That's the part I don't understand. When I was a kid, I couldn't do it. Now I can't. Yeah. But uh, monkey bars hurts my shoulders. Well, for I'm men, you <laughs> men typically have 
better upper body strength. Women, it takes a long time to develop upper body strength. So they've told me it's not unusual for women not to be able to do pull-ups at this point. I can push like a son of a bitch. Like I can, I, they're, they are so impressed with me when it comes to, to like the, uh, the lifting when, when I, <laughs> when I lift weight and I have to lift, push weight over my head, I can do that like crazy. Like I'm, I'm doing like 50, 60 pounds. And so I can, and the trainer said, well, it's cause it's different muscles, different muscles are used to push and then, then are used to pull. So it is harder to do pull-ups. So I haven't gotten there yet. Um, the clean and jerk, which is another, which is an Olympic lift, and you've seen it all Lisa the time. Lisa Torso, by the way. Oh, no, all of these sound sexual. Have we covered this? Yeah, but there's another one. Oh, so, boy. so clean and jerk is when you are bending down, grabbing a bar, a barbell, a weighted barbell from the ground, and then you're taking it from the ground to overhead in one movement. So it's a clean and jerk. You bring it up and over. And I'm really good at that. I am. I'm really good at that. Um, and then I learned about the snatch. <laughs> I unintentionally stepped on your uh, clothes. This is another Olympic lift. And this is basically another one where you lift it from the ground to overhead and, and by kind of squatting down and lifting up. Like it's really, it's a quick movement. So that's the snatch. That's a, that's different than a clean and jerk? Yeah, the clean and jerk is a little bit different. If you ask me to describe it, I probably can't right now. Can you snatch a clean and jerk? The, the clean and jerk is you bring it up kind of to your hips first. So I'll here I'll stand up. All right. Okay. So you're you're down on the ground uh-huh. and you lift it and you lift the bar up to like your hips and then the clean and jerk you kind of dip down a little bit with your knees you dip down and then you bring it up and over. So you don't stop so you at your yourself- shoulders like it looks like the weightlifting thing we've all right. seen the weightlifting video. Right. The snatch you go basically from the ground to over your head really quick. So it's yeah the, the, it's subtle 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 difference. And then I heard about, I have not experienced this yet, but I heard about the Filthy 50, <laughs> which is 50 box jumps, 50 jumping pull-ups, 50 kettlebell swings, 50 walking lunges, 50 knees to elbows, which is another move, 50 push presses, 50 back extensions, 50 wall balls, 50 burpees, 50 double unders, and that's it. How long does it take you to do a dirty 50 or a filthy 50, I mean? I have no idea, but it says for time, <laughs> so it depends on how fast you are. Like, it would take me... 20 minutes to do 50, um, basically, um, what are they called? Burpees. <laughs> just just to do burpees, it would take me that long. And I hate burpees. I still hate burpees. Everybody hates burpees. So that's what I learned so far more in CrossFit. And hopefully I'll have more terms for you next time. <laughs> but I think those are the, about the most sexual terms that you can Yeah, have. I was going to say, this is really testing my juvenile sense of humor. The clean and jerk, the snatch. Yeah, Please all stop that saying stuff. snatch. Really oh, the, did I get into the thruster yet? Oh boy! Okay, there's the thruster too. Uh, is my face red yet? <laughs> it is your your face is red. I don't know why, but snatch and thruster is what put me. I over did. The edge. I did learn one new move that I actually really like. And I'm surprised I like it. it you you. Uh, <laughs> please also not call them moves. <laughs> it's a move. It's a move. So you take, in my case, you take an eight pound um, medicine ball. Okay, and you lay on the ground like you're getting ready to do a sit up. Okay, don't laugh. But you're facing the wall, so you you have a wall in front of you, and you got a you've got a medicine ball over your head, and you're laying down on the ground, so your arms are extended over your head. Then what you do is a sit up, but as you're doing the sit up, you throw the medicine ball up against the wall, and then grab it on the way back down, and then throw it up. So it's a weighted medicine. Does it ball bounce off the wall? Yes, it hits okay. the wall and bounces back, but it's eight pounds or heavier. There were guys in my class doing like twenty pounds. Jeez. 
And every once in a while, if you miss it and it lands on your face, you <laughs> it hurts. But it so it's like a weighted sit up. <laughs> so I learned that this week, which was fun. Have you brought any of these moves into the bedrooms? <laughs> no comment. I'm very silly today. I'm you sorry. are. That's okay. It's Friday. You're allowed to be. <laughs> um, I was I was looking at you know how every once in a while on Facebook you'll get a reminder of a post that you oh yeah yeah the bag yeah yeah. So I had a great one. One when I saw it, usually I ignore them or I just go oh that's cute because it's usually a picture of princess. But um, I got I had one the other day that showed up on my feed that I started laughing hilariously about because. It reminded me of the conversation they had back in 2012. It was a, a 2012 post on Facebook. It showed up. And it's like, hey, in May of 2012, you wrote this. And here it is. Okay. <laughs> it says, note to self, do not ever say to my husband that Pearl Jam was better than Nirvana. It will lead to an endless debate, so far five hours long, in which Kurt Cobain will be referred to as a musical and songwriting genius. You will have to endure hours of musical comparisons until you acquiesce. Also, don't inquire as to why Dave Grohl is now playing guitar instead of drums and why he didn't fight Cobain to be the lead since Foo Fighters are so good. Finally, never ever bring up Temple of the Dog. That will not end well. What is Temple of the Dog? (laughs) You ever hear that song? I'm going hungry. Okay, that's Temple of the Dog. Remember that song? Okay. Okay. And Eddie Vedder was singing backup in that song. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and it was one of my favorite songs back, way back when. I think it was back in the 90s, right? So I had brought it up. So this whole time, I mean, I, I had been sitting there. I remember this conversation vividly. I, I And I brought it up just as a aside sitting there with my husband and he my husband is so into music and he considers himself my teacher when it comes to <laughs> real music because he hates the fact that I like Bon Jovi. <laughs> That's funny. Which by the way, have you seen the Bon Jovi uh direct TV? Yes, I think of you every time I see it. I'm really not happy about that. Oh really? I think they're cute, but he, it's they're so cheesy. It's like John, you don't need to be so cheesy. You don't need the money. You don't need the money, and you're so cute, so don't do that. But does he look cute still? Oh, he still looks cute to me. All right. Always. Anyway, so I was having this conversation with Tim way back when about, because um, I love Pearl Jam. I love Pearl Jam better than I love Nirvana. I've always, because I have this thing for Eddie Vedder. I hear Eddie Vedder sing, and it makes things More happen. so than Bon Jovi. Yes. There's something about Eddie Vedder's, Eddie Vedder's voice that... Gives me that, mm, like right where you need to feel it. I don't know. That's the lead singer, I think. Yeah. So he doesn't. He and he sort of sounds like Eddie Better, but not really. He looks like a Latin Eddie Better. He's got like a mustache. Right. So he and so he's a good singer, and he start. You can tell he's trying to emulate Eddie Better, right? Well, wait a second. Just wait for it. <laughs> this takes you back. I know, doesn't it? Like to a specific moment in high school. Smoked a lot of cigarettes this song, I bet. <laughs> I was very angst-filled. Clove cigarettes. No, I didn't do that bad. I didn't even know what was in those, but we used to always do that noxious thing. Like, you know there's fiberglass in this. Oh. <laughs> wait, wait, it's coming. It's the next verse. Oh, okay. 
Oh my god! Michelle, he's in grass singing to you. Oh my god! Look at me! Look! Do you, look! I have goosebumps! I have confirmed goosebumps! But I can't Turn this around! Okay, I so I love Pearl Jam, and there's a song that Pearl Jam. There's two songs that Pearl Jam sing that I, I love. One is Black, mm-hmm. okay, which was of course on the album. I think it was on was it Ten or something? Where they, I can't remember what it was called. Right now, it's just stupid. It's it Ten, all like the, their big one with like daughters. Jeremy, it had all, all the great yeah. songs on it. Yeah, it had all. The, and then the other one is um, the uh, what is it called? Oh, see now it's gonna better man. Oh my God! Don't even mention that one to me. Uh, last kiss, just breathe. No, there was the one about um, uh, yellow lead. Woman, woman behind the counter at a restaurant or whatever it's called. Elderly woman behind the counter at a restaurant in a small town. Yes. All so right. Play it. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, I'm like just <laughs> got a little handle on me there. Sorry. Let's see. Do it quick. Do it quick. Uh, yeah. Right. I see. Oh yeah. Recognize. Familiar, yeah. I can't seem to place it. Cannot find the candle of thought to light your name. Oh. Lifetime. I don't know what it is about him. He's just, there's just something about that voice that makes me absolutely crazy. I wish I'd seen And black, oh my god, don't you dare play black, because that's just so, anyway. So anyway, I remember vividly having this conversation with my husband where I just said. Right here. Now, you know what would be really bad? I wish I could isolate your mic during this. You know what would be really bad is if you had... Channing Tatum dancing to a pro Oh song. my gosh, if he did the pony. <laughs> oh, if Lord. he did the pony to uh to oh Pearl Jam. So oh. I remember vividly having this conversation with my husband about me saying Pearl Jam's better than Nirvana and it literally was. I'm not kidding in this Facebook book. It was a 5-hour conversation where just when I thought it was over, my husband would come back and be like, "You know another reason why Nirvana <laughs> kicks Pearl Jam's ass?" Kurt Cobain is a musical genius. How dare you say that? And then I and then I, I like realized that that's his other reason. And I realized how entertaining this conversation became and and I sort of fed into the fact that we were arguing about this stupid thing and he was getting kind of mad over it that I that I dropped in the whole Dave Grohl thing because well first I would make this this I say who is it is it Dave Navarro or Dave Grohl <laughs> and he would get so mad Dave don't you dare say that Dave Grohl is a genius <laughs> to compare him to Just, Dave Navarro too <laughs> and then so I, I I innocently said well you know Dave Grohl's so great in Foo Fighters he's a great singer he's a great guitar player he was a great drummer. So why did he just play drums in Nirvana? He goes, 
because he knew in Nirvana that Kurt Cobain was the guy. He know you, you got to respect a guy who knows. I mean, it was this. That's it was a valid hilarious. point, though. That's your valid point yeah. when your when your second or third banana right. could front another band. He knew his place. Yeah. In Nirvana, and then once Kirk was gone, he decided I'm going to start my own band. I'm going to call it Foo Fighters, and it's going to be awesome. And I'm going to be a rock. God. Oh my gosh. And like a national treasure for crying out loud. Yeah. And so then I brought up that whole thing and it was just hilarious conversation. Like it lasted all afternoon. And and like I said, just when I thought it was over, he would come back and be another reason why. And then I remember bringing up Temple of the Dog and he was like, Blast for me. <laughs> what the hell was that? That one song called Hungry. That's it. That's all they had. Oh, it was just a funny conversation. I just had to bring that up because I thought it was hilarious. It is funny. Why are you looking at me? I was I wasn't looking. <laughs> well, because we're having a conversation. Number one, number two. I looked up to because I was wanting to see if I could figure out what I think it's Chris Novoselic, Novoselic, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. who's the basis for Nirvana. He's I the didn't one. even know his name. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even Your know. We could name. ever hear this podcast. No, he- <laughs> I didn't even know who that is. And play Pearl Jam. And I remember too. After this conversation, every time he would kind of stomp out of the room go upstairs and he'd be he'd be like blasting nirvana <laughs> he'd be like see this is a great song you gotta listen to this song you bet you never heard this bet you never heard this and I'm, hey pearl jam is better <laughs> and he gets so mad that's hilarious. awesome oh my god it was funny i love my husband i love the conversations that we get into sometimes sometimes he'll just quiz me on music like he'll 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 he's trained me to try to recognize songs like classic rock songs in a few seconds, just based on the sound or whatever, or the person's voice. And I did so well for the longest time. And then uh, when I want to annoy him, I'll start screwing it up. So if I know that it's, um, you know, uh, Led Zeppelin, I'll say, isn't that like the who? <laughs> or isn't that? It'll be like, what, are, what is all my training been for? <laughs> it's funny. People I like that that takes away his funny. reason to live. Yeah, it does. It does. He gets so angry. He gets upset. And But if I ask him to listen to Bon Jovi, forget it. Never. He doesn't like Bon Jovi at all? No. He likes one Bon Jovi song. The What's song that? that everybody loves. What's that? Wanted Dead or Alive. Oh. That's it. That's the only thing. And then after that, no. Does he only like it because of the Young Guns movie? I don't know why he likes it. He, no, he's, he admits it's a good song. It's a good song. They perform it well. Does he say it like that? Because that sounds song. kind of obnoxious. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a, a good song. It's a good song. They perform. It I always well. like it when lay people can judge what artists do and go. <laughs> I accept that. It's it's good. I like it. I used to get that when I on the road all the time where they would mean it as a compliment, but like a group of moms would because all I talk about is having kids and being married in my stand up. So a group of moms would come up and go, "We were the ones laughing." <laughs> And it's like, I get where your heart is. Like, your heart is saying, we really, uh, uh, like, related with what you were saying. You're a funny man. But there were, like, 300 people in the room all having a good time, but we were the ones laughing. Oh, that was so good. Yeah. Anyway, I just want to finish up. Uh, everybody heard about Candace, the Chewbacca lady, mm-hmm. this week. Everybody knows who she is, right? Right. She, she's, I love her. She's my new favorite person. <laughs> oh, my God. She has the best sound, but this is my uh, other favorite one. (laughs) That's not me making that noise. It's the mask. (laughs) She has a great laugh and a great end to all of her senses when she's laughing. This is worth every panic. (laughs) (laughs) The reason why I find her so funny is, is that clip. Like, play that clip again. Uh, <laughs> this is worth every, every 
Like I have that same thing where if I, something makes me laugh so hard and you <laughs> emphasize it in that way that you just kind of yelling the last word. This is the best birthday present ever to myself. <laughs> <laughs> I love her. And the reason why I love her is because I think she she just kind of personifies the idea of the the simple things in life that they'll make you laugh this morning. And you saw it this morning. I don't know what it was that made me laugh hilariously at the end of handle. On handle the news. We did a story in handle on the news. That was about the most misspelled word yeah. in a Google search mm-hmm. and by state and two states. I think it was New Hampshire and Arizona both had diarrhea. And he goes, well, that's easy to spell. It's R U N S. And you just both you. I laugh pretty easily. And both you and Bender were not at like a, uh, 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 but like a, uh, 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 like it went on for 10 seconds. It was the uncontrollable. I couldn't stop it. And every once in a while I get that with my husband too, where something stupid or silly will make me laugh and I just can't stop laughing. And that's what this reminds me of with this Kansas is, is it was so funny to see how funny she thought it was. And that made it funny to us. Oh, I'm such a happy Chewbacca! <laughs> Not to mention she's got a great laugh. She's got a great voice. And she's been everywhere now. She's been on Good Morning America. She went on James Corbin, right? Mm-hmm. Um, she went, uh, she went she over did to not just. She did a cold open. In fact, if you're listening to this and missed us talking about it on the Handle Show, uh, go to KFIM640.com. Uh, keyword handle and there's a video you could see her doing the cold open mm-hmm. with jj abrams and if you listen to the podcast when do we do that eight o'clock hours yes. when we talk uh-huh. about her eight o'clock. so the eight o'clock hour of the podcast you can uh hear that her getting to meet jj abrams before they shot the sketch <laughs> and she loses again she goes oh my god <laughs> <laughs> it's great but she's really good i mean considering good for her that she's what stay-at-home mom yeah she's, hey, i'm just a stay-at-home mom and yeah, I found this funny. And she had a great line that she said She's the reason so she made the video is because she wanted to make sure the kid, the, her friends and family knew that she got that mask for her. It was not for her kids. And <laughs> she knew when she got home, the kids would take it. She, She's hilarious. Yeah. And she just reminds us all not to take life that seriously. Y'all have an incredible day. It's the simple joy. Simple joys. <laughs> Hashtag simple joys. I love her. I think she is fantastic. She is the best. Anyway, I just wanted to mention her. Hey, what do you got going on the podcast this week? Uh, You know what? I don't know because I haven't recorded it yet. I might do an episode with my wife Mm -hmm. where we, because my son is smitten with a girl. Ooh. And it is a, it's a very, it starts off very cute where it's like, oh, you know, you think he's seven, he's got a little girlfriend and. But then he, she, there's another boy that likes her too, and he's kind of like worried about it. And it, as a parent, in a week, it transitioned from, oh, he likes girls. How cute is that? He's got a little girlfriend to being like, oh, how do I help him navigate these emotions? Do I need to? Like, is he plotting against the other boy? <laughs> yeah, he kind of is. And then he now, was, is this new for him? Like, it, yes. like up until now, it was like, oh my god, girls have cooties. He never, never was like girls have cooties, but, but just not interested. Not at all. interested. And there's another friend of his who loves girls, like, guys, and they kind of joke about it, about how he's constantly chasing the girls and yada yada yada. And then, literally within the last three weeks, a switch went off in him. This particular girl, and this particular girl, and he's just smitten. And he and and it was a great moment where. Uh, she said hello to him, and he was like, he didn't even look at her. He just went, hey. 
And then I, I, it was a weird thing as a dad because he's only seven. I, right. I, you know, obviously, clearly, I'm going to say it. Clearly, I'm not trying to get him laid or anything like right. that. You know, but I want him to be a gentleman. Well, you want to have that first positive experience and lay a foundation exactly. of how to treat a lady. And, you know what I mean? So I said to him, I go, you know, son, when a lady, especially one you like, says hi to you, you make eye contact, right. you smile, and you say hi back. You don't look away and go, uh-huh. make a noise. It wasn't even a, a greeting. Yeah, it was just Muh. like, <laughs> like. I feel like Ken did that to me once in the hall. <laughs> well, I think he, I think he does that to everybody. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah, I've been working here 23 years. So I don't think he's ever said hello <laughs> to me, <laughs> unless he's forced to. <laughs> um, no, but I think that's it's important, especially. But what's kind of sad about it, at the same time, and I don't know, you might end up talking about this in your podcast. What's sad about it is there's going to be a broken heart at the end. Yeah. Oh, and it's going to be the first broken heart, and especially. it's going to be so devastating. And but you have to kind of get him prepared for that. I had my heart broken repeatedly until I was about sixteen years well, old. Well, then you're perfect to. <laughs> you would think, but you would no. <laughs> you're, you're perfect you're, to guide him through exactly, failing with ladies. Exactly. <laughs> Said I bought you this box of Kleenex. I hope you tell the story in your podcast that you yeah. told me about the conversation you had with your wife about about the whole thing. What what conversation? Oh, well, yeah. She's like, well, should I talk to him about it? And you're like, listen. Out of the two of us, <laughs> who has the most experience <laughs> dealing with girls that are not interested, <laughs> including the you. one standing before right. me? <laughs> right. No, I I think it's great. It'll be great. So just let me know when that's up because uh, we got Monday. It'll be up day. Monday. It'll be up Monday, everybody. So go to thedadpodcast.com. You can follow Justin on Twitter at KFI Justin. You can follow me at Prod Michelle. And uh, go to KFIM640.com, keyword producer Michelle. You can access all of the previous podcasts. If you haven't listened to me up until this point, do it. Or go on iTunes. <gasps> I'm on iTunes. How do you find it on iTunes? I think you go to KFI, and I'm just among the people among on there. KFI. Yeah. Cool. So do that, or and also follow um, Princess on Instagram at PGK the Chi. And you laugh about that every time I said it, but she's getting more followers. I've, no, I'm not saying. I just think it's funny that you, instead of you having an Instagram, you plug your dog's Instagram. Yeah, it why makes not? Me laugh. She's got a Facebook page too, but she hasn't been posting very much. <laughs> yeah, okay. She's got to give her access to the computer. Oh boy. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, that's it. And oh, oh, before I forget, don't leave without remembering this one. You was you is kind. You is kind. You is important. Good. That's so good. <laughs> See you next week. Bye. Rest assured that when I start to make you nervous and I'm going to extremes, tomorrow I will change and today won't mean a thing. I'm a bitch. I'm a love.